0: I know that uh, this is the first opportunity that you've got for many of you to get out on a good weekend weather-wise in uh, summery clothing and do a little bit of shopping, maybe stuff that's been delayed, uh, summer clothing that you need. I I wish I could say a haircut yet, but uh, no. Uh, Maybe some sports equipment that can be used uh, in in this beautiful weather that uh, you wanted to get and that you now can. There are a lot of things. you can. Maybe you can get some service done on the car. I don't know, but there are many things that you want to do. And that involves dealing with retailers, and you know this reopening uh, that you're experiencing—it's uh, it's not a fulsome reopening. Uh, because you're restricted to a smaller number of people in stores. Uh, You've got to walk oftentimes in one particular direction. There are some stores, the mall stores, for example, where they don't have uh, access from the street that you cannot go to. So retail has a long way to go before it becomes the experience that we remember, and in some instances may never again become the experience that we remember so I wanted to dig a little bit more deeply into that and uh, and hope that uh through our next guest we can get a feel for what's going to happen so that you can have a meaningful and hopefully a nice experience doing your retail shopping and I'm talking about Diane Brisebois who is president and CEO of the Retail Council of Canada Deanne good morning good morning
1: Peter how are you I love your voice <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Are yes, you in my I've business? Had, I've had that voice forever, so I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I,
0: I've got to ask you, you, There, there's an opening of retail stores uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, uh, you're in the area, you know that uh, it's hardly the kind of opening that the the uh, proprietors of the stores or the owners of the, the businesses would want, and it's probably not the the greatest way for shoppers to be able to do their business, but at least it's something. How how I know you put out a monster book, and I've taken a look at it. Mm-hmm. Close to 150 pages of instructional on everything from checkout and payment to what kind of equipment you need and delivery. It, it goes, it runs the gamut. How is this best done to make the experience positive for the businesses? In other words, get them back to uh, at least getting some cash flow, if not making things profitable. Uh, and, and how does it work for shoppers?
1: Well, you know, it's it's a, an amazing, and it's, it's a question that we're asked often, and even our retailers are asking us, how do I do this in a COVID environment? And the feedback we're getting from customers and also the retailers who've been operating and who have just opened recently uh, is that... The customers really appreciate if you have good signage, if your employees are kind or explaining uh, how uh, things are going to work in the store, and if you're providing sanitizers, and in some cases providing masks uh, or face covers, and explaining how the store has been redesigned, some of the things that customers need to do in the store. You know, if retailers need to be very honest with their customers, and customers need to be attentive and also patient because this is a new world. And and not only is it a new world, Peter, it's one we've never experienced. So we can't look back and say, well, 30 years ago, this is what happened, this is what we're going to do. This is so new, Uh, and it's going to evolve literally day by day.
0: Well, let me drill down and and just fixate on one thing. Let's Mm -hmm. say you're going to what would ordinarily be a counter where you check out and you're standing face-to-face in in the old environment, two feet, uh, from the person who is serving you, they're taking a credit card from you. So it's almost hand touching hand. The card is going into a machine where everybody else who's touched their credit card has presented the, it for payment. And, and so you're in effect transmitting whatever uh, is going on from one to another, maybe indirectly, but, uh, but definitely how are things like checkout and payment going to work?
1: Well, we've seen it in in uh, grocery stores and pharmacies, where uh, the uh, they are encouraging tap. But when you need to insert your card, uh, the uh, the pin pad is then cleaned uh, again and then returned on the counter. in In the non-essential stores, so if you're in an apparel or footwear store, you'll see the same thing happening. Most of the time, the sale sales associate. Will have gloves. She will have a sanitation or sanitizing bottle or cloth uh, that uh, next to the pin pad, and will be cleaning the pin pad after it's being used. So those are the things that we're going to start seeing everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of attention paid to all of the surfaces that are surfaces that are often touched, and that includes, as you said the pin pad or the payment counter. And that is going to be our new reality. That's the only way it can work until such time as we have a vaccine and everyone feels safe and we don't have to take those precautions.
0: Okay, so let's use an example, a shoe store. And uh, that's yep. that's a pretty personal thing uh, yep. because you've got uh, people... Um, helping you try on shoes so they're touching your feet if you don't have socks which might be the case in the summertime they usually try to supply a pair of socks which have been on umpteen feet this kind of stuff can't happen anymore
1: no it can't you're right so in our guidelines and we can't thank the boston consulting group enough for doing all the work with us there, there are suggestions and guidelines for footwear, as, as with uh, also apparel and other. But let's talk about shoes. Um, all of the retailers were asking them to provide sockets uh, to customers. And those are not reusable sockets. So they're discarded uh, the moment uh, the uh, customer has worn them. Uh, the, the shoes are provided in the box. They're pushed towards the customer. Customer tries the shoes on. Uh, if the customer decides not to buy the shoes, the shoes are taken back by the associate. They are cleaned with a, um, a sanitizer that will not damage the shoe and they're put back in stock, not in stock, but they will be uh, set aside for a period of time before someone else can try them. So all of the measures we can think of and that we've even seen other retailers do, let's say, in, uh, in Taiwan, in Germany. We're looking at everything that seems to be working, and that's what we're trying to apply here in Canada. So when you're going to go try shoes, it will definitely be a different experience. But I think people will adapt and appreciate the fact that retailers are taking those extra measures to keep everybody safe.
0: Okay, it sounds to me, I, I don't want to get too deeply into the money piece, but uh, it, it's going to be a much more expensive experience for yeah. a retailer to deliver the kind of service uh, to get you the product that you want, and get you cashed out, and get you out of the store. Just because you can't populate the store with as many people, you can't get as close, you have all of these cleaning tasks to do or disposal to do of sockets, whatever it happens to be, yeah. Yeah. this costs money. So um, I, I think we're going to be uh, at every level, and
1: particularly in retail. Paying more for most things. Uh, You you must have been sitting on my shoulder here. You should be working for Retail Council, Peter. These are all of the issues. (laughs) Not today. These are all the issues uh that we are looking at. Uh, I can tell you in speaking to the grocers who've been open since the beginning of this crisis, they've indicated that from now to the end of the year they will probably combine to spend 1.5 billion dollars in purchasing PPE, uh sanitation products and and plexiglass. So this is is going to be expensive and that's a great concern for the non essential retailers, because you know they they have no more cash they've been closed they've not they've had very few sales, some of them have had sales with e commerce but it doesn't replace brick and mortar, which represents more than eighty percent of all sales so that's something we're looking at It's difficult to say the impact on prices because uh, it also has affected uh, a lot of retailers, wholesalers, and manufacturers. some of them are no longer around, so retailers are scrambling to find. Uh, new distributors as well they're not sure what the prices will look like so we can't really tell you if it's going to be more expensive but certainly it's going to be challenging for retailers uh, as they start pricing products and taking all those costs into account
0: i got about 30 seconds left but i want to know this my visits uh during the past 10 weeks to uh, and they weren't many because I didn't like it, to uh, stores that were open like LCBO and uh, major supermarkets. You know, they had done the, the spacing outside so you could line up. They had put the rent-a-cop outside so they would make sure that the numbers in the store were correct. They had put arrows on the floor to show you what direction to go in, and I saw all kinds of examples of people going the wrong way and saying, excuse yeah. me, uh, lack of wearing of, of masks, that kind of thing, to the point where I said, to hell with this, I'm not going back. How are you handling that in Small stores.
1: Oh, Peter, that is such an issue. And I think the... Thank you for bringing it up. The call-out is... We ask all our consumers, we appreciate them, but we ask them, please respect those guidelines. It's so important for them to remain safe. They're they're the other customers in the store and the employees. Uh, Yes, we've we've seen incidences, but we're hoping that people will be thoughtful. They will follow the rules because it will keep everybody safe. It will make the shopping experience a lot better uh, if we all do that. Deanne,
0: I couldn't agree more, and I thank you so much for being there and helping all of the retailers. We want everybody to survive. We know not everybody will, but I know that if they follow the uh, the guidelines and can do it, that we'll get more things open and people staying safe. Deanne Brisewa, thank
1: you. Uh, thank you, Peter. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Deanne is president and CEO of the Retail Council of Canada.